Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. Joey Bono, high fly, deep right center, Reds lead. Here's Aquino, and he hammers this one. Left center field on the run, and it's gone. Back-to-back jacks. Bado, Aquino, the O's are hot. Hey, this is John Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for late night Reds talk. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday night, and unfortunately, normal, unlike the last couple times, we do know that this time it does mean not mean very much fun. This is Late Night Reds Talk, uh, the team that is dwindling, it feels like, after the All-Star break, and we're excited to be here to talk about, hopefully, some reassurance coming our way. I am Tim Daniel, uh, joined, as always, by our crew, Mr. Nick Kirby. How are we doing, man? Oh, what's going on? The roller coaster continues. Yes. Yes, it does. Also joined us, former big league pitcher, Mr. Carlos Guevara. How are you, buddy? What's happening, guys? I'm doing okay. You doing all right down there in the old San Antonio? I'm getting by. Yes, yes, that's what we all are. And excited to have us this week to start the show. He is the writer for The Athletic. He's been covering the Reds for quite some time now. Um, this is Mr. C. Chant Rosecrans. Welcome to your first episode on Late Night Reds Talk. We're happy to have you, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so we're going to have to turn on to kind of talk a little about the Reds, where we're at right now, um, probably a few other things. But first, I have to make sure I make some credit as I saw you getting it set up. Your Star Wars memorabilia behind you is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, there's a bit. Is this video? I forgot to ask if we were doing video or just yeah. audio. Yeah, we're on the YouTubes. Okay, so I should probably set it up a little bit better. I didn't frame it that well. But yeah, I have stuff. <laughs> I'm a child Same. Um, when it comes down to it. So yeah, so that's just a little bit of it. It's it's mostly mostly vintage stuff, but... You know. We had uh we had Sadak on about a month ago, and the first nice. thing I had to ask him about was uh the He Man the Masters of the Universe trailer, getting his thoughts on that. So nice, nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely up there with you guys. Um, so Mark I Hamill I'm... is Skeletor, correct? He is, yes. Fellow uh, Niall C. Kinnick High School alum, uh, yeah. Mark Hamill, same high school as I, I, had I a, went to. I had a DoorDash uh, a, a Uber driver recently. His name was Fluke Skywalker. I know that guy. Yeah, and he looked dead on Mark Campbell. It kind of scared yeah. me, honestly. Um, so I do obviously want to get into the Reds and everything going on, but I kind of want to touch on a couple things. I was listening to the radio broadcast Sunday uh, during the Brewers game that you did with Tommy in the second inning, and you talked about something that really jumped out to me that I didn't know about you was that your first All-Star game you worked was the 99 All-Star game in Boston when you mm-hmm. were working in Georgia. 
And you mm-hmm. talked about that the one of the first events you did in that was you were like around like the top players of the century, just hanging yeah. out with like Warren Spawn and like all those guys. What was that process like for you? It was the coolest thing. I mean, and like you got to set it up. I'm 23. Um, I, I think I was still, let's see, that would have been 99. So the summer of 99, I'm still the high school writers at the Athens Banner Herald. Um, and for some reason, my sports editor at the time was like, Hey, we got an application to cover the all-star game. I know you were planning on going to Boston this summer. Anyway, would you want to go? We can't pay for anything. And I'm 23. I'm like, hell yeah, I do. So I go up there. I stay at my friend's place. She was in, um, she was in school there or she might've been out of school and was, uh, anyway, that doesn't really matter, but she, she was in Boston in Cambridge. And, um, so, I went and covered the thing and, and, you know, that was the year of the, cause the all century team. And so they had the hundred greatest players thing. And I go to that press conference and it's the most amazing thing. They had everybody up on the dais. Um, and then they went into this breakout room and you just like turned around. There's at one point where like, I almost killed Robin Yount because it was one of those big ballrooms that had the dividers and he and I lean up against this wall at the same time. And it happens to be a door and we fall through and I'm like, Oh great. I'm going to kill Robin Yount before he <laughs> is inducted into the hall of fame in Cooperstown in, in just a couple of weeks. Um, but it, it was, it was unbelievable because you just had everybody there. I mean, like, uh, you, you know, you just like, Hey, I'm talking to Willie Mays. Oh, I'm going to turn. I'm going to talk to Johnny bench. Oh, I'm going to turn. <laughs> I'm talking to Nolan Ryan. Oh, I'm going to turn. I mean, it just like, like the greatest names in the history of the sport it was you know it was funny is like you know i think we've all been there in our careers and our respective careers where you're like can i do this um am i good enough am i willing to put in what i need to do and at 23 i was like maybe it's early enough i can go back to school and figure something else out but being in that room i was like no man (laughs) <laughs> no i mean this is this is tangible and and how, how how could i ever want to do anything else i i, I want to be a baseball beat writer and it, it took me several more years um but that was 22 years ago um that's a functioning adult um hopefully um i mean that's almost i was 23 so it's almost as old as i was then the difference between uh when i said okay yeah let's do this uh, and i kept going yeah, obviously the thing everyone remembers the most from that All-Star game is the Ted Williams moment when it comes on the field. Yeah, there was that. But you also remember, I mean, how good Pedro Martinez is. Yes. We were talking peak Pedro. And I think he struck out like five out of four, six, right? Five out of six. I think so. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, including and like, Barry. Including Barry Larkin. I mean, and they were big hitters too. And Pedro was just peak pedro and i mean honestly there's nobody in the history of the sport i take over peak pedro me neither yeah i, I, think I agree it. with that yeah i love no brian lahir's in that lineup yeah <laughs> i think um so i grew up a huge royals fan and i'm trying to remember who was the royals um it was jose i think it might have been jose rosado um that would be two-time all-star jose rosado um, two z's or one uh s Uh-oh. jose rosado was an all-star <laughs> yes two-time all-star and 99 and honestly if i'm getting 87 or 97 and 99 if i'm not mistaken in 97 he got the win 
in the all-star game let's see yep got the win in the all-star game and the 99 all-star game at jacobs field jose rosado two-time all-star wow. um, these are Shout the kind out. of things i i remember and you know when you grow up a team a fan of a of a smaller team that's what it is okay so yeah so i pulled that up um pedro martinez barry larkin is leads off strikeout swinging larry walker strikeout looking sammy sosa strikeout singing swinging not singing um, mark mcguire in the second mark mcguire swinging uh matt williams e4 reaches on an e4 and then jeff bagwell strikeout swinging williams caught stealing mercy uh-huh. <laughs> i mean like it was unreal um and then the starter for the um for the national league was kurt schilling so was he yeah. a philly then he was a Philly then. Yeah, I thought so. And then I remember, um, you know, um, Sean Casey was in that game uh, for the Reds uh, and Scott Williamson also. Yeah. You know, and I remember, yeah, it, it, it just, you look at that and it's, it's crazy. Jay Bell started that game. Jeez Louise, I didn't remember that. It was a starter in that game? Yeah, yeah. Started for the National League second base yeah this for the reds fans that try to remember this too this is coming on the heels of the year before in 98 brett boone made the all-star game and didn't even play the all-star game he was like the the one guy that didn't get in that bat (laughs) there are always those guys so like this of course is a is like a a huge aside but like i love the all-star game i've always loved the all-star game me too um and and a lot of it is because I, i think i think I didn't grow up a Reds fan. Um, I'm not a Reds fan. Um, but I think part of my understanding is I grew up a Royals fan and I never lived in that area, but I grew up a big Royals fan. So for me, no matter where I lived at the time, I always knew one game a year I would see a Royal. And usually because I was born in 1975, that means that that Royal, at least, you know, from for many of those years, they had many, many good players. So they had more than one, you know, Frank White's, um, Brett Saberhagen's, etc. But it was George Brett. And so I almost always got, every July, I got to see George Brett play. And that was big because you didn't get that back in the day when, when we were growing up. And so that is why I still, even though it is anachronistic, I still love the every team gets a, gets a participant in the all-star game. Uh, rule i think it's i think it's fantastic and i just always think of you know eight nine year old me either in virginia or texas or cuba or wherever i was that i I get to see um george brett yeah i totally totally understand that uh one of the stories i remember you wrote that i really liked and i wanted to kind of touch on is you did an article a story on griffey griffey jr the year mm-hmm. he got inducted in Cooperstown, you talked about you were going through some, your mom was going through some stuff and you went to Ken and he kind of helped you out with a bunch of stuff with that. Do you remember kind of that process of like having that conversation and starting that story right as he was getting inducted? So, okay, that's funny. Um, the, the story that I wrote um, was about several years earlier, me going to Ken and just knowing that his mom had had colon cancer and my mom had just gotten diagnosed with colon cancer. And he was the only one I know I knew who had, who had dealt with this. And so we were in spring training. I said, Hey, Ken, you got a minute. And he said, what? Cause he could tell us something was, 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 
was up. I, I've, I've, I've still have a really good relationship with Ken. Um, I like Ken a lot. Um, we talk occasionally. Um, so that day, you know, he sat me down and talked and he gave me his mom's phone number and says, give this to your mom. Um, so yeah, so it was one of those things that I had never written that story. It didn't feel like it was mine to share. Um, and it wasn't, it was one of those things that, and, and, and I've known this through the years when you're talking about guys at that level, you don't know all the stuff that they do that they don't do it to get attention and they would actually prefer you not. I mean, Carlos won't go into detail on this, but Joey Votto does a ton for other people. And he doesn't want people to know that because that's not why he's doing it. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. the same way. But it was funny. I um, had flown in because um, Ken, Ken let me, we, we of course know the day that they're going to announce a Hall of Fame. And I had reached out to Ken and said, hey, would it be possible for me to be there when you, when you get the call? And he said, yes. And he invited me. So I was in his kitchen when he got the call. No kidding. Oh, that's awesome. It's, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, So I'm in his kitchen, um, but like I had just, anyway. Okay. This is one of those crazy things. Um, I was on, cause it was right after new year's of, I guess, 15, 16. Um, we had long had a um, vacation planned for, I guess it wouldn't have been my parents' 50th anniversary because we did that not too long ago. It was, I think it was when my dad was retiring. My sister, had, we basically, we took a cruise, um, all our, both our families, you know, well, my fam, my parents, my sister and her family and me and my wife and daughter. And um, so... It was one of those things where it's like I had that vacation and then the Bengals, I was at the Enquirer at the time and the Bengals uh, were playing a Monday night game in, or no, Sunday night game in Denver. And they asked me if I could help out. I said, only if I can go from, instead of flying from Cincinnati to Denver back to Cincinnati, if I go Cincinnati, Denver to, to Orlando. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happened was because of all that other stuff, I had to pack in the middle of December for... Denver to Orlando to the Bahamas to Orlando to New York because when they do the Hall of Fame they do like hey we're going to call you and then the next day you go up I could book the flight to New York because I was pretty sure Ken Griffey Jr. was getting in um and and so so yeah so that was a hell of a packing job I had to do uh for mid-December for all those places December January um, so anyway, long story, long story, less long, but still long. Um, I am in the Starbucks waiting to go. Cause Ken said, you know, be at my house at this time. And so I, I'd, I'd kind of gotten in, I gotten kind of near his house and was sitting there writing and do, working on some other stuff. And I was talking to my friend, Mark Lancaster, Mark covered the reds for the Cincinnati post right before I did. Um, but Mark and I went to college together. He's one of my oldest and best friends. Um, we, you know, I, I had two best men in my wedding. I had two people in my wedding, two groomsmen, and Mark was one of them. Um, I was the best man in his wedding, that kind of thing. And, and, and Mark is in that story because 
he and junior were tight as well and he knew them anyway and he had mentioned something junior had mentioned something to mark about my mom i think it was one of my kickers i don't think it was the kicker but it was in it was in that story but mark's like have you ever written about ken and your mom have you ever written that story i was like no i don't know and he goes you need to and this is this is probably the time so i was like really so i had like an hour and i just banged it out and wrote it and said hey this will be something we can use this whenever. And they're like, no, no, you, you, you want to, <laughs> we, we want that. That's, that's part of this whole thing. So I did, that was my first, uh, I did a couple stories that day, but that was one of them. And, and that was basically like, I didn't, I was wary of writing that because it felt kind of personal, but I can, or uh, Mark kind of like nudged me towards it and said, no, I, I think this is the right time for that. And um, because all the other stories are going to be the same. This is one and enough time has passed that I think it's okay. And so, yeah, so that was kind of what it was is I had that story in the back of my head and Mark knew about it and we had talked about it and he, he said, you, you, you should probably write it. So I wrote it and it turned pretty out cool. pretty good. Yeah. I, it's funny. Like I just came up on my memories or whatever, cause uh, this was about however many years ago, six years. Or so it was five years ago that, um, this was the weekend to if Cooperstown the induction and um so it popped up on my memories the Seattle Times asked if they could run that story republish it and the Enquirer said yeah sure um so it was in their section as well so that it ran both in January in the Enquirer and then in July in um in in the Seattle Times and funny enough I am uh, leaving tomorrow to go to Cooperstown again uh because there are actually two induction ceremonies this year um this is the one for the um, Frick Award, which is the broadcasters and the, oh God, if anybody's going to get this name correct, it has to be me since I kind of renamed it. Uh, the Baseball Writers Association of America um, Career Achievement or Career Excellence Award. It, basically, we joke that it's the C. Montgomery Burns um, um, Award for, <laughs> was it the C. Montgomery Burns Award for excellence and achievement in the form of excellence I don't know. anyway anyway it used to be called the spink award um spink was wrote forcefully about int blocking integration and we said yeah that's probably not the guy that we want our highest award after so we just changed that uh long story well again should i sh i can't say long story short anymore because none of these are short um I am the president of the baseball writers association of america currently so part of that is um giving out the award um which i should probably learn they will probably write it down for me um this weekend um to both um dick cagle who won it this year and then the family of nick cafardo who won it the year before um nick passed away uh, just a couple years ago and um so sadly he will not be able to get that uh but yeah so um i will do that and then because they split it up this year to try to get people in Cooperstown. They will have another induction ceremony in September and I will also be at that one. So I'm looking forward to both of those. Um, that should be really, really cool. Um, so yes, man, you've asked two questions and I've rambled for like 15 minutes. <laughs> so I really apologize. That's all right, man. That's, that's all right. So that's, that's what we're here for. We enjoy this stuff. Um, and obviously when I heard you say that stuff about everything on, on Sunday, I was like, I got to ask him about that. Cause I knew you were kind of on the show this week. Uh, so we'll get to it real quick while we still have you. So obviously, you know, everyone's kind of feels like the sky is falling one in five post all-star break. 
Um, Nick Castellanos, we learned, you know, literally just a little bit ago, had a micro fracture, I guess, in his wrist from getting hit by the pitch Friday in the first game back from the break. I went Saturday and sat through that debacle of, you know, the extra innings and the rain delay. And that was terrible. Um, so looking at this team now where they're at, obviously, you know, the good news is the Brewers were swept by Kansas city. They lost today. Um, you know, do you kind of still, you know, for what you're hearing from the fan, do you feel like it's maybe we're kind of that teetering line where forever felt like they were potentially buyers moving forward. And now it's up in the air. Yeah. And you know, Cardinals are kind of in a similar spot. I still think they, it's gotta be tough because it's, it's, they're, they're not taking any advantage of lose of the, of the Brewers losing to the Royals. Um, and how realistic is, is it? Well, the, the their rest of their schedule is not real good. They're not playing good teams the rest of the way. I think that, let's see how many teams with winning records do they have left. They have three more against the Mets. Do the Phillies have one now, a winning record now? There's three games against them. Um, three against the Dodgers, two against the White Sox. I mean, that, that's about it. I think there's there's like 12 games against teams with winning who have winning records right now for the rest of the season over 70 some games. It's really pronounced in September if you compare the two team schedules because the yeah. Brewers don't play the Pirates in September and the Reds play them obviously nine times in the last nine times three 18. against the Tigers. Um, yeah. You know th- that's that's um, it, like you said it's pronounced and and the Cubs could be very different by then. Um, I think the waiver, the waiver trade deadline being moved kills the Reds because I feel like it could really have potentially capitalized on that kind of waited. And that seems like maybe more of the players, the Reds are probably looking at anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's relievers and you never know with relievers and it's, you especially know less right now because who are they really? We've had a month of them being able to do what they're doing now, not using foreign substances. So, so what do you know about these guys? And that's kind of a, that's a kind of, it's a tough spot to be in. And then of course, every July relievers are overvalued and, and what do you give up? And there are only so many to go around and how many of them are good anyway? Or get hurt. I mean, you know, relievers get hurt. It, it, Look at the Reds, you know, their top two guys are on the I.O. right now. Um, it's tough to tough to trade for uh, uh, reliever rentals. Um, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, I think, you know, obviously guys that have multiple years of control, that's a little bit different because, you know, that is a different equation. Um, right. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, Carlos, about the relievers and the values and the. <laughs> I know my worth. <laughs> so we wouldn't listen. trade you. I don't have to sit here and listen to you guys. We wouldn't trade you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, yes, we'll just leave it at that. Love you, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, you get the point of the things too, like you, you mentioned, like the schedule, everything there. Obviously, this is a big, you know. The next seven games are division foes. Like we said, we don't know what these teams are doing right now. I mean, we know about the depleted rotation of the Cardinals. We know about the Cubs and, you know, the potential of, you know, 
by the, by the time the Reds leave Chicago, Chris Bryant might not be there anymore by the time they leave. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, and I think the big thing people always talk about and you being around baseball so long now, uh, when you win, you know, one game, you get your division, it's basically like two wins. And this is like a really big stretch for them to get wins against teams. They're more than likely better than. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they have to do it. They have to take care of the Cardinals because really this series, if you fall to the Cardinals, well, all of a sudden they're either, they're right, they're right there with you or, or could be ahead of you. I haven't looked at the math yet. Um, and I guess it depends on what happens tonight as we speak on Wednesday, they're down in the fourth, but you know, it, it's, it's, it could be pivotal to see just what, where they stand, because if you fall too much further behind, that's bad news. I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, they're game and a half. The Reds are just a game and a half behind. I mean, they're going to be a game ahead of one of those two, those two teams after tonight, because they're six and a half out behind Milwaukee uh, Cubs and Cardinals playing each other, both eight games out. One of those teams is going to win that game. I think if you're a Reds fan, you almost want to root for the Cubs. It seems like they're more committed to selling than the Cardinals are. I, everything I've heard about the Cardinals doesn't seem, seems like they may just kind of more stand pat, but uh, it seems yeah. like the Cubs, unless they go really, really crazy, they're, they're pretty set on selling. Well, and they, they, they were hoping for excuses to sell. Yeah. And, and now they, they will have it even, even, you know, if they win a couple games here and there, it's still going to be kind of um, easy to, to say that they're not close enough to do it. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Uh, is this kind of, I mean, does it surprise you that they kind of had this fall coming right? Skipping out of the All-Star break? The Reds? Yeah. Um, I thought they'd be a little bit better. I, you know, um, but yeah, so I guess a little bit, um, you, you never quite, I didn't think they were, I don't think anybody in this division is any good basically when it comes down to it. Um, so you, you could tell me about just about anything and, and I'd believe it other than the pirates being okay. I mean, really they have, there are four okay teams in this division and then the pirates. Yep. Uh, Trent, we did get, get one question. I wanted to make sure we definitely answered. I uh, got a question um, on Twitter earlier today to ask you. Uh, someone wanted to know about uh, uh, WKRQ in Cincinnati, your podcast. Is that WARP in Cincinnati? Sorry, sorry, I butchered um, that. Yeah, uh, they're not plans right now. Um, I enjoyed it, but um, not enough to do it all myself with Paul Daner. Um, Paul Daner probably did more than I did. Um, Paul's awesome Uh, one of my favorite people in the world Um, and then he's damn good at his job to boot Um, not right now unfortunately Um, we had a good time because it was an hour a week or two hours a week that I got to spend talking to Paul Um, but uh, when the pandemic hit they kind of changed some of our um, stuff at the athletic and and some of the um, podcast that didn't have as many listeners um kind of got to put on hiatus um perhaps permanent so so yeah so basically we didn't have enough listeners i listened thank you i appreciate it i enjoyed it it was fun because i i enjoyed talking with paul um but yeah that's uh not in the plans right now so you guys had a really fun episode it was right in the middle of um 
that that late season run i remember you and paul had an episode that was was really really just a, a fun listen so yeah it's a shame very good yeah um yeah the end of last year is kind of a blur for me it was uh <laughs> uh there's a lot going on how's how's it right now like what, what are you restricted from like how does how's um, your everyday life at the field that's a good question we are not in the clubhouse yet um you know the biggest difference is we're not in the clubhouse post game so we're still doing post game stuff on zoom so it's hard to get anything that's kind of different after the game and a reaction to what happened on the field that's still all zoom group interviews which i hate yes um and i think it you know because there's a lot of reasons to dislike it um part of it is i getting stuff by yourself and getting because that minimizes the relationships you have you know like yeah. Car carlos can talk to this like you know who the guys are you know who you can trust and who can say something and you can say listen all right, this isn't to be printed, but this is what's going on. Or this is, yeah, I don't want to say it this way, but you can paraphrase. And there are certain guys who will do that for me and say, hey, listen, this is what's really going on. I can't say that publicly. Like, yeah. All right. And, you know, so you try to put it out there in a different way. Not that Carlos said, um, but that it's in there and you know what's going on. Um, that's part of it. The other part is I, I, I feel like I'm doing other people's jobs for them. I'm not getting paid by Bally Sports, but yet I'm doing their job, or at least part of their job. Um, Sinclair is not sending me money. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, me, Mark, Bobby, Charlie feel like maybe they should. Um, and also, you know, asking questions for TV is different than asking for print. When I write... I've, I'm a big believer, and I still do this even on Zooms, even though I know it's kind of performative. I believe that my question should never be more important than the answer. And I don't know that everybody else shares that. And I don't know if that's really like TV. They're part of their performance. They're part of the show too. So they have to ask their questions differently. But for me, I'm not asking so that somebody on Twitter can say, Hey, oh, a good, good question by Trent. I'm asking so that I can get the answer. And it's something that I can actually want to know and learn from. And I feel like a lot of that nuance is lost and it is hard to gain that trust or, or build those relationships um, with what we're able to do now. Um, that said, we are on the field before the games, like during batting practice uh -huh. and before batting practice. So you can have those, some of those discussions. It's so much easier on the road. Um, yeah. And it's so much better on the road because the way it works is the home team always takes batting practice first. And usually so that they're not on the field much when fans are there. And so if you're the visiting team, you're not doing much anyway. You're getting the ballpark early on the road and you're just kind of hanging out at the field. And those guys will do that. So they'll be out and I can be like, Hey, you got a minute or something. And we set something up and we can have longer talks at home. Guys are more comfortable that they can show up late. They just show up, they go, they take BP 
um and then they'll go back into the clubhouse and they won't stick around so it's hard to get those kind of interviews like i did a story on jesse winker from the all-star game well that was probably four interviews in three different time zones over 45 minutes to an hour because i did that in kansas city i did that in cincinnati i did that in denver I did that so many different places because that's where I had access. And I said, Hey, Jesse on the road, can we talk a little bit more? And he said, yeah. And, you know, so I just kept building, building, building on that. And those are the things to, to, to really get that kind of time with people and to get into that kind of story. And this was a story that I couldn't do over zoom because it was Jesse talking about his daughter and like his decision not to really, talk much about it before and how she changed him and, and all these things that I don't get if I don't know Jesse Winker since he's 19. And I also don't get if it's just on zoom and it's not him and I talking alone. Right. Yeah. It's, I think it'd be tough to build any sort of rapport or any, I mean, as a player, I want to be able to, to trust you. And like yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other part of this is, and I think this is a great point as a player, one day we were there when we got on the field and Wade Miley is, or th I think this was even before we got on the field. Wade Miley says, I miss you guys in here. Really, Wade? Cool. He's like, yeah, because if you write something I don't like, I can wring your neck. And I said, exactly, Wade. There is accountability. And if I write something, I'm I'm sure shit showing up there. I'm sorry. I didn't know. No, uh, you're, you're totally, we do too. Okay. Nick has a really bad mouth. Real quick, real quick. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> um, I sure shit. I'm going to show up like the other night I wrote that, Hey, this is bad. Seasons don't end in July, but this ain't good. And uh, you know, I had someone and it's not somebody that most people would, would name the name. So, you know, I don't need to play guessing games, Sure. but the next day I, you know, I wrote, Hey, this looks like the season might be over they don't end in July, but it ain't looking good. And I had someone go come up and it was, a, it, it threw a couple people cause he's like, happy opening day, happy opening day. And, and then like, uh-huh, uh-huh. kind of smile. And he's like, yeah, amazing opening day. And the league already gave us four games over 500. His point was, oh, well, the season ended last night. Today's opening day you've already said our season's over, then what are we still doing here? And I got his point. It was funny. A couple other people were like, what, what, what is he doing? And I was like, <laughs> no, this, this is what it is. But you know what? If I write that, I make sure I'm there the next day. You know, there are days I take off. I, um, sun Saturday was a day that I had taken off. Um, I know that was, uh, I, it wasn't any great foresight, but whew, was I glad I had taken that off. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but you know, there are those days and I, but if I had written that after Friday's game, I would have been there Saturday. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is, is because listen, I'm always going to be there. And if I get it wrong and I've gotten it wrong before, I'm going to be there and you can tell me and I will do my best to set the record straight. And I, I think the, those of us who do the job seriously, when we make sure that if we write anything critical, we're going to be there and we're going to be seen. And we're going to say, Hey, you, you have your chance. I had mine. You have yours. 
that's you know me mark sheldon um um bobby and you know we've and, and i've seen charlie do it too and in, in, in his limited time with that actual ability so the guys who are actually on the beat who are actually doing the beat work do that and it's a it's a point of pride for for all of us because i think it's only fair and that's one of the many ways you build trust for sure yeah absolutely well trent man we did hit the time you had with us so thank you again for everything you gave us man i really appreciate it yeah um i'm sorry i had to cut out early no so, no, no worries um so yeah so next there there will be a next time if anytime you guys want let me know and um carlos has my number because i have carlos's because <laughs> <laughs> like i said something to my wife like oh yeah i agreed to do a podcast I said, carlos so and she's like oh yeah it's like he was part of the mapo story so i, I owe carlos <laughs> many times over for for that fun stuff um uh. but yeah anytime um certainly let me know um we'll, we'll do it again and I, I apologize for having to bug out early tonight it's been uh it's been no a worries man we're, we're glad to have you uh randy slack told me to say hi to you though all right cool yeah. very good take it easy man thanks for joining thanks, us Trent. thanks guys thanks, buddy. appreciate it appreciate it so guys um now that we are now at one in five post all-star break and um i need some optimism from our guy nick kirby you're always the one that when i feel like things are going to shit you can you give me like the it's going to be okay talk um so nick tell me it's going to be okay why do i always be this guy um because nick because i sure as hell not nick well <laughs> you guys um, don't live here anymore i still live here i still am around this all the time well okay so, so you start with this the red <laughs> just lost two of three to the mets and they gained a half game in the process that's a positive right i mean you don't yeah. to lose a series and gain ground but they did so they gained a half game um six and a half back they're not 12 and a half back um i don't know one good, they're one good weekend away from completely changing the narrative, right? I mean, and it's all perspective right now. Um, you know, the Reds could have, uh, you know, took two of three against the the Brewers, but then the Brewers sweep the Royals, and they're probably right about the same. You know, so it's it's all about perspective right now. Um, Cassiano's news uh, isn't awesome. That's not fun. Um, but hopefully, I, I hope they're going to play Aristides Aquino. I don't know what they were doing for three days. The weirdest decision I've ever seen. Maybe not ever, but it's it's up there. I just, you know, you get a big bat out of the lineup. You have a guy who's just banging at the door to get in the lineup. He sure showed up the last two days. So, um, I mean, I think Aquino's a guy who get hot for a couple weeks, you know. Um, sure, I'm um, batting him freaking seventh. Yeah. He's yeah. In there. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, there's a lot of season left, you know, again, we'll, what have we been saying all year? Good week, bad week, good week, bad week. We'll be right back here next week and we'll probably be, yeah, we're right back, baby. You know, <laughs> it, and then the next week we'll probably be like, Oh my God, we're, you know, it's a long <laughs> season, a lot of games left. Um, I've been saying all year and I'll shut up. Brewers three starting pitchers, Brandon Woodruff this weekend will eclipse his season high in his career, Peralta and Burns are already well past it. They are all in uncharted territory. So there is no guarantee those guys are going to hold up. Um, and and I, I hear people saying, if you're rooting for injuries or, or, or the Reds are going to win on injuries. No, the Reds, the Reds, if they, if they're able to survive this season, 
they're going to survive because they spent money on their starting pitching and the Brewers spent nothing, nothing. They have like spent like 7 million on their starting pitching. They're all young guys that are controllable. Good for them. They've developed them, but they're not proven. So that's the thing I think to watch. And um, um, yeah. I really hope the Brewers also give Rowdy Telez a couple more of bats because he's so good. <laughs> rowdy. Yeah. Good old Rowdy. <laughs> he's got a cool name. I mean, you know, but yeah. He's I, a I, massive minor league numbers. Dude, he's say. a massive dude. I was like on the first baseline Monday, <laughs> yeah. uh, Saturday night and saw him like going like the first base when he was like running up that ground ball. And I was like, holy shit, how's that dude moving? Like he is. Yeah, he's a mammoth of a human. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, especially, you know, we got the Cardinals and Cubs series coming up. These are big, a big seven games for this team to gain some ground back not on the Milwaukee, you know, force the door for those other two teams to make sure they don't have a chance to come back and get in this because the Reds aren't too far ahead of either of them, like Trent mentioned. Um, so these are big seven games. You know, I know that these are the third and fourth place teams in the division. Uh, these are teams you should beat, especially with three home games. So um, I feel okay about it I, you know obviously you've got Luis going on Saturday and uh against Jake Woodruff who will not be facing Nick Castellanos unfortunately um but uh you know you there's reasons for optimism if they can kind of pull something out in these two series you know you take two of three from the St. what you, you would just say you take two or three from St. Louis and you take two of four in the Cubs series you feel good or do you would have does it have to be three or four I mean it, it it all depends on what the Brewers do I mean yeah it's true you know if the Brewers, you know, go eight, you go six and two over their next eight games, then you, you got to match that almost. Um, but if Brewers, you know, go two and six, like they're due to do at some point, they are going to, they're going to suck at some point. It, it is coming. I don't know how much they're going to suck, but they're going to suck at some point. They have been playing at a ridiculous pace over the last, um, I don't know, uh, since like late May, uh, they're going to slow down at some point, but again, Look at who the Reds have, have faced starting pitching wise the last you know four or five games. Woodruff, Burns, Stroman. Yeah, they're looking at Wade LeBlanc, Jake Woodruff, Johan Aviedo, Kyle Hendricks, Adbert Alzale, Zach Davies, Alec Mills. Um, things can look a lot different, you know, when you're facing that kind of starting pitching. Um, and the Cardinals bullpen is is maybe as bad as the Reds right now. So um yeah, see what happens. Except for their closer. Don't get it to their closer. Yeah. <laughs> you have, what, six runs? <laughs> Did he? Yeah, no. Was it last night? Or oh, I don't know. Ago? I didn't see that. Yeah, the, the Cubs were down five five runs in the, the ninth, and he gave up six runs. They brought him in with a five-run lead? So. They haven't been winning any games. <laughs> I mean, they're, you know uh as much as everyone you know uh hates the reds right now man the cardinals and cubs have looked awful um yeah yeah I, alex reyes he, when you're walking like seven guys per nine innings eventually it's gonna catch up with you it, it caught up with them well both of those guys have won more games in the red everybody's won more we're tied with the pirates on the last 10 games yeah like four and six yeah, but, but go 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 last 30, last 40. It's it's quite a different story. Yeah. yeah I don't know how to do that. I just was quick. <laughs> Let's put up the standings. Yeah. ESPN's actually like got a pretty good advanced web stats website. I have to give them props for that. Like I would, they're the last person I would think that would be like acknowledge that. So I had to give them props when I looked at that the other day. Um 
want to kind of touch on this real quick because it's it's starting to gain traction. And I know it's something a lot that we're talking about. This is good things, good things here. Um, so obviously, if you've listened to this show all season, being it's our first year doing this, um, you have never once not heard us sing the praises of one Jonathan India for what he has done, not only as a leadoff hitter, but you know, having an above 400 on base percentage as a rookie is unbelievably impressive. Um, and I tweeted about this the other day. So I looked up on DraftKings because we're getting closer now to where people are paying attention to awards. And obviously when you have a guy like Jonathan Indy, who's a rookie who's highly producing, the wonder is obviously going to be like, what are his odds of National League Rookie of the Year? So I looked into it and I was kind of looking at the betting odds. I know Carlos and I have a couple of gambling texts here and there. Um, and right now, Jonathan Indy is third in betting odds, according to DraftKings, behind Cabrian Hayes, who is like a plus 600. I think Jonathan was like a plus 800 last I saw. I know, I know. And Marlins all-star pitcher Trevor Rogers right now is even. So if you bet on Trevor Rogers and you bet like $100, you're not making any money on it. So I was kind of blown away by this. Not necessarily that Rogers is leading because he has been terrific. Um, but I do also think at some point, because the Marlins are going to be out of it, he'll probably be on an innings limit. But the fact that Cabrian Hayes has better betting odds than Jonathan when he's played like 20 less games, his on-base percentage, I think is 50 points lower. And I probably just made him this made him freaking Roberto Clemente the rest of the year. Yeah. I have a tendency to do you that. Woke him up. Yeah. So I swear to God. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. They do have like six games against the Brewers in like the next two weeks. So wake Cabrian up. Wake him up. Wake him up, Tim. Let's go. <laughs> Eddie, uh, for, do people follow us enough to know the joke now about Freddie I don't Freeman? Know. Okay, so Eddie, I like said that thing that like when the phrase came to town where Freddie Freeman was struggling. And of course, he blew up in the Red Series, and we and now, initially said, "No, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it," and he kept going, <laughs> kept going, couldn't keep my mouth shut. And so now every time like he does something, Carlos or Nick will send it to me, and so it's become a fun joke. But yeah, so I totally get how Trevor Rogers is leading. But I think I feel pretty good about the fact that India can make a run at this, especially with how well he's performed at the plate. And I don't know, he keeps getting hit with pitches, so his on-base percentage keeps going up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how Brian Hayes is ahead of him. I mean, like, he hasn't played any games. He's, his, his OPS is, like, 50 points lower. Garbage. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers is, is by far the front runner. I think he's, like, a full win. Yeah, and <laughs> and um, F war ahead of him, so he's a front runner. But yeah, I mean, he probably will get shut down, and that could definitely give India, um, you know, a chance to 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 gain the ground back or or whatever. And uh, I don't know, man. You just you can't say enough good things about Jonathan <laughs> India. Uh, his expected stats have really kind of taken off recently. Um, kind of, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, you could look at his like expected stats, and uh, yeah, they were saying he was. He was pretty lucky, you know, still good, but not anywhere near the level. Um, they're really starting to, to, to take uh, quite an uptick to where um, um, it's saying he's, he's pretty much, you know, earning what he's got or, or getting closer to it. Um, so that's good. I think more for sustainability purposes than, than anything else. And he likes orchids. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Did you see that whole thing about how he's like a big fan of flowers and like really preferably orchids? Oh, I didn't see that. Is that why you posted the pic- that picture? The, yeah, the picture I got in trouble. Uh, trouble. Oh. <laughs> you got in trouble for that? No, no. I uh, Long story. I thought we could use screen caps from, uh, uh, from TV. Uh, so, someone else posted it. And so, oh, I, I guess we can do it now. No. 
Doug shot it down. Doug doesn't want to get sued by Valley Sports Ohio. Makes sense. So with him, you know, having a guy like that. So Carlos, I know you, you know, you talk a lot about talk a lot with like, are you allowed to tell us if Joey's told you what he thinks of India and like how like the spark plug he's been for this team? Uh, we haven't really haven't haven't talked about you know any specific player like that. If if we ever do, it's like at the end of the year or in the offseason stuff like that. I mean, yeah, makes usually sense. whatever we talk, it's usually about stuff other than baseball because he's pretty worn out about that. I can <laughs> imagine during the season, he's going at it all day, and then last thing he wants to do is have me ask him questions about that. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what about the finals lately? Yeah, I don't think the city of Milwaukee cares that the Brewers got swept today. I, I don't think they do. Hey, they were so, at the game last night. Um, yeah, Christian Yelich um, was there. Like, yeah, the the um, the owner got him a suite, and they were there. And yeah, I man, I hope hopefully that that messed them up. I don't know. Hopefully they go to the parade too. Yeah, yeah. you know, have a enjoy it, celebrate it, celebrate hard. You know, you. These These opportunities don't come come around again. Yeah, Yeah. hours into the night, just keep on doing it. Can you take a couple days off? You know, I mean, call up some 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 guys. You know, let Giannis have a couple of abs, like activate him. Giannis, (laughs) that would be kind of awesome. I would I would pay money to see Giannis do that. They don't make pants long enough. No, I remember like there was that clip of LeBron taking batting practice at an Indians game. And it was like, oh yeah, this is why you played basketball. <laughs> like You're the best athlete I've ever seen in my life, but swinging the bat is not your specialty. That's so funny to me, like either a basketball player or a freak, like athlete, like a cornerback or a safety linebacker that like they can move the way they do, but you get them like to throw a baseball and they look like they're four years old. It's just so funny. <laughs> It almost makes you appreciate Deion Sanders a little more that he was like a decent baseball player, but a Hall of Fame football player. Yeah. Like pretty impressive. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, we get this Castellanos news, which makes things a little bit more of a panic level. Um, but wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this as well. David Bell said, and we've talked about this quite a bit, obviously, that next week Nick Senzel is going on his rehab assignment. And he has mentioned he'll see him play shortstop and center field next week uh, on his rehab assignment. So was curious your guys' thoughts on hearing that news. Play him as many places as you can. I don't – I mean, at this point, you can't pencil him in anywhere and, and bank on him taking over a spot. So why not have him, you know, be Mr. Super Utility Um if he is able to stay healthy, you know, he can be very, very valuable there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think the Reds have a need in center field right now. Um, um, with Naquin and, you know, with, with Aquino right now. Um, I'm I guess I'm a little surprised. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe reading into it, maybe they are feeling better about Moustakis. Um, because I would have thought, you know, I, they're not going to bench Suarez anytime soon. Um, but I would have thought maybe, you know, have Sinzel starting a game or two there. So I'm a little surprised they didn't mention that. Um, maybe they just feel like he doesn't really need, need to take any games there, but, um, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with Nick. Just put him out there wherever he can, fill him in. You can get in the lineup. Somebody gets dinged up, you know. India's getting pretty banged up, you know, daily. He could use a spell. Like, more plays he can play because like Nick said, you can't pencil him in anywhere. We can't just say, okay, he's our center fielder and, and you know, batting sixth or whatever. Like, that's not what, what's going on right now. We're not at that point in the season. Can't rely on it. You don't, I mean... There's just so many different moving parts on the roster right now. It's just the more spots you can play, the better. Yeah. I Nick can't Gilbert's see. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't see him playing shortstop five times a week. Um, it might be more of kind of like a double switch type of deal. You know, the last two innings or something like that. I don't know. I'd still be kind of surprised if it was in there. Like a, he got the start at shortstop. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe they, they call him and um, um, Barrio up at the same time and, um, like, you know, he, you know, they're not going to probably call, call Barrio up and have him play seven days a week, you know, maybe, you know, have him play five and, you know, get Sinzel start there. And um, I don't know, it I don't know kind of seems like a desperate move. Uh, he can't be any worse than Suarez at shortstop. I was going to say, it's worse than Kyle Farmer. I mean, Mario's kind of twist, like forcing them to make a move here. If he keeps hitting like this, like, he's going to wait for it. Yeah. If you're going to get a shortstop and get one, then you can send him down. But for the time being, I'm not going to be any worse than what's what's there. There's at least some power threat in there in that bat. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, like you said, the way he's been hitting at Louisville. Uh, it's been pretty exciting. You know, like I said last week too, you know, Hunter Green played shortstop. Maybe that's a two-way option and then two-way infielder, pitching infielder. We haven't seen that yet. We've seen the outfielder, obviously. Saw Joey taking some some balls off the pitching machine to catch. I the, saw that. Catch mitt. Yeah. You never know, guys. We yeah. we got we gotta mention we gotta mention Joey. I, I I tweeted this out earlier today. He um he passed Winker and Castellanos and uh in one of my favorite stats, expected weighted on base average, kind of saying what you what you should have earned. So, um, how about this season from thirty seven year old Joey Votto? I mean, he's been better than the numbers that already look incredible for for being thirty seven years old. And um, man, yeah, just what what a season for him. Someone tried to warn y'all about that. I took notes. You know, we never said anything bad about Joey Votto. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and to his credit you know you know i i've been a little more you know concerned about some of the left-handed splits he had two massive hits against left-handed relievers on monday and tuesday mm-hmm. um yeah just me he's he's been incredible well yeah he's got like dead eye dead center power again lately it looks like it's been pretty fun that homer he hit yesterday was that was a nice one yeah like it uh but you, you kind of mentioned like you know the july he's been really good um i think it's far-fetched obviously ever expecting to be you know 2017 joy Votto again but what we're seeing now is pretty nice yeah i i love 2021 joy Votto. um yeah big fan yeah yeah just quit checking your swing will you <laughs> that was a garbage call <laughs> That was pretty brutal. Yeah. So Nick, you said we got, we got some fan questions. Yeah. Yeah. 
we'll start with one that I, I think is something <coughs> we we do kind of probably should kind of like have a little bit of a discussion about. So we'll kind of lead it into that. I think. Sure. Uh, the question from um, uh, Mr. Wanmath. Um, this year, David Bell has seemingly abandoned the use of the entire bench every game philosophy. Does he change his philosophy or does he not have enough quality infield bats right now? Um, and then I think probably, you know, have a discussion maybe, you know, about, about Bell and some of his recent, you know, managing. And cause I know that's kind of been a, uh, a hotter topic than, than normal the last couple yeah. of days. Um, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think he's changed his philosophy. I mean, he's still, I mean, like he pinched hit Freeman over Aquino. So he's still very. And pinch um, ran Aquino. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> but I don't want to think it's changed. I mean, I think there's been a little less moving parts just because there's not as many quality players. Like last year, I mean, the Reds had like multiple, um, multiple platoons. Um, um, I don't know. The very interesting thing for me would be if, um, if you have, if you have Sinzel um, and say you had, had, had Barrio up and you have Aquino, um, would they, would they platoon Winker? Uh, cause I think they should, uh, I think the number is 100% supported to, to everyone, you know, despising it. Um, but like, he doesn't have that option right now. Like there's not even like, there's no viable option to, to platoon with him. So I think it's more about the, the personnel. So I don't know what your guys thoughts, and then we'll get into maybe more of a, like a, a discussion of his, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot of to options to come off off the bench right now and I mean usually you managers would you know kind of go off a of feel a feel of the game and right now it's like it's probably predetermined who's going to be first off the bench no matter what like it's there's like a pecking order almost it's yeah I mean he's just, he's like I've said many times he's just you know playing with the cards he's been dealt and you know he's he's had a rough week for for us being a you know Monday morning quarterback but I mean, I still have all the, the faith in the world, and he's done a really good job. So, yeah, I was at a game Saturday where Mike Freeman played center field. So that tells me everything I need to know about the status of the bench. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you I mean, you... Mike Freeman, if you passed him on the street, no, no, couldn't pick him out of police Nick. line, man. Nick, would you? Eh, pro- probably, but I'm a sad person, so I. <laughs> I, I could probably catch a lot of guys on the street that, that, you know, you'd be like, how do you know who that is? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that door too has kind of been a revolving one. You know, obviously we talked about Scott Heineman. I know he just got, you know, removed from the red saw rosters. Um, Alex Blandino has been hurt. And, you know, so this, you know, not that that's like this saving grace by any means, but you just kind of seen this revolving door with those guys. Uh, Mark Payton's been there this year, just different things like that. So, yeah, I think it's just kind of the hand he's been dealt. Um, yeah, not a whole lot of depth. Yeah. I know a lot of people are bringing up the idea of TJ Ferdell coming up from Louisville because he's been having a really good season down there. But it's not a thing of like where, you know, maybe now that Castellanos has heard that's a possibility, but I, I don't see how it makes a ton of sense. Uh, 804 OPS at AAA is, is, is a really great season. Um, I don't know. The Reds have a guy that has a thousand OPS that they've been leaving on the bench in the, the major leagues this year. So I yeah, I don't know about that. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't know. On David Bell, like I, I obviously have been the biggest David Bell fan, and you know, to to my credit or fault or whatever for a long time. Um, um, I thought he had a miserable week. I, I don't understand so much of what he did. Don't understand why Aquino didn't play with with Cassianos out. Didn't understand. I felt like the game on um, on Monday was his worst uh, as a manager. Um, and I don't know. I mean, you know, managers are going to have bad games, just like players are going to have bad games, just like umpires are going to have bad games, just like fans are going to have bad games, just like podcasters are going to have bad podcasts. You know, like it, it happens, but whatever. There was just so many things in that game, like uh, not walking um, uh, Jeff McNeil with the pitcher spot on deck, like just like the sleep at the wheel type things. Um, but again, that doesn't make him a bad manager. It doesn't mean, you know, going forward. But I don't know. I, I wonder if, you know. Bottom line, guys, it never comes down to the manager. Well, I mean, Mike Freeman batted. Never. With the winning run on third base. I mean, that doesn't help. Um, it was freaking 26 outs before that. Well, yeah, but, you know, uh, it could have changed. It could have been a w or, or an l if it goes one way or the other so yeah. i don't know i mean again it doesn't take away my my thoughts on david bell i'd still extend him right this second like but i thought he had a really miserable game and a really bad week um now at best they probably, all did at best probably maybe one win flips like it's not like you know he, he lost the reds all five of those games they all had a rough week. Sacrifice to live chicken tomorrow. The fans had a rough great. week. Yeah, everyone everyone had a rough week. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Red's Twitter was, was on rough. fire, though. That was nice. What'd you say? I said Red's Twitter was on fire. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had to. Uh, uh, I, I had to really like take a step back. It was. Uh, it was getting dark, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. That's sometimes I don't know how you do it. Like I sometimes like I see the stuff you get in your mentions. I'm like, man. Sometimes I wish I had the like Reds following Nick has, and sometimes I'm glad I don't. Blessing and a curse, baby. Uh, yeah, today I was, uh, I mean, today I was, you know, working um, um, while I was watching the game. We all were, yeah. But, uh, but I mean, <laughs> as the game went on, I, you probably noticed I didn't tweet a whole lot today. I was like, yeah, I'm not, this is not a, yeah, not a tweet through game. Um, I'll, I'll let everyone else, you know, uh, you had a couple in the first two innings, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, you just it, disappeared it, after the it second went dark. inning. It went dark. I, I don't yeah. think Jeff Hoffman pitching today was bad. I'll say it. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. Um, shoot me. Um, I know everyone else did. Um, I don't know. It just. It's like I think everyone thinks Jeff Hoffman is like David Holmberg, but he's actually more like Scott Feldman. Like he's not. He's not good, but he's not terrible. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a long grind this season and they're getting all of their starting pitchers an extra two days of rest. And I don't know. I, I question a lot of things, but the thing I don't typically question is the health of a player because I'm not there. I don't know. You know, I I don't know if the is, did, did Tyler Malley after his last start, kind of say hey man my, my my shoulder's a little sore than it normally is or you know they didn't start Wade Miley till the fifth game after the uh after the all-star break was there a reason for that so there could be more reasons than than we're letting on and again the team the Reds are chasing have been using a six-man rotation for 
the majority of the season. Now they have younger pitchers, but I don't know. Carl, I, I know you have a different opinion on that, and you actually pitch, so I, I'll take your more opinion than any of the people in my mentions today, you know, because you would know. Um, I don't know. What, what's your take on, like, Hoffman pitching and, you know, the Reds getting two days – extra rest for for uh i mean i didn't think it was i didn't think it was a good spot for it like we're it's not like we're in in april or may like it's down six and a half games and we're in the middle of a losing streak and it's just a different feeling whenever you know i don't want to be too harsh on him you know like i said he's not as bad as you know what twitter makes him out to be and stuff like that and even the way i make him out to be um, but it's a different vibe whenever you go to the game like that and then you give up, you know, quick home run, that was fine, but then the walks and then the loads on the bases and then the homer, and that just, I mean, that's deflating. I don't care at what level you're at. I mean, it's going to be hard to come back. And a day game, like players already hate day games, and so it's just all this negative energy out there. I mean, it's – and and the – that I think that's the only thing that, that makes sense Nick is, is one of those pitchers saying, hey, you know, I could use a couple couple days here, you know, that. That's the only thing to me that makes sense because to throw off a pitcher's routine, a start is definitely a starting pitcher. It's a big deal because, I mean, they, they've got it mapped out. As soon as they're done throwing their last pitch, they're starting their routine to get them ready for the next day or the next start. And then if you just add to – you know, you add two days and so you're what, you're going to throw another bullpen now. So now you've thrown three bullpens in between your two starts. Like, I don't know. It's, it's not a comfortable feeling. So, I mean, I would certainly hope there was constant communication through all that they were getting. And there definitely is. And they're not going to let her and they won't let us know. Yeah. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. again, I, I do think it is a possibility. There is more things going on behind the scenes than, than we know. And, and, Again, I'm not going to question health. I'll question, you know, uh, weighted runs created plus and things I can quantify that. I can't quantify that. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Right. So for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll start them again soon, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- that's kind of an interesting question because Gutierrez is, I guess, out of the rotation. I mean, is, is he worse than Gutierrez or they're like the same? I think all, all three of those guys are the same. I mean, Sanyon gave up a, a bomb today, you know, in relief. Um, I mean, those probably Santion's probably number three out of those other two. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would say agree. that's fair. I would agree yeah. with that. And then the other um, two are just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think I may lean Hoffman over Gutierrez, but again, I'm not like they say, we want to go with Gutierrez. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be mad either way. So I, I guess I wouldn't say I'd be mad if, if Hoffman starts again because who else? And I, I don't think they think Hunter Green's ready. And Hunter Green has an ERA of over four at AAA right now. Um, the last thing you want to do is call up Hunter Green. He's not ready. He gets beat Destroyed. around and has to get sent back down. Like, that's not going to do anyone any good. Um, is still in A. Like, he can't come straight up. So... Um, I don't know, kind of right now, they kind of. Who are the other starters in AAA right now? That's it. I mean, there's the, 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 there's no one else knocking on the door. I think um, Alanese was starting in AAA, and now he just got called up to the big league roster. And Yeah. So, again, I don't, I don't, you know, I guess popping starts against fine, but I, I, I think that's probably the last of the six-man rotation until they, they have to, but who knows. Yeah. 
Um, to get some some more, we got a lot a lot of good questions kind of flowing in. So definitely make sure we get get to some of these. Yeah, by all means. Um, um, with Nick likely hitting the ten day IL, of course we don't know that for sure, but it doesn't sound like you know he's he's going to be ready on Friday. Um, so let's just assume that that they do have to put him on that. You know, I know in his um in his video he said um he's hoping a couple of days of rest and reevaluate. I don't I don't you know whatever take that for what it is. Uh, who would you call up? Um, so I don't know. I was kind of looking kind of you know through the numbers. The Reds don't like have an outfielder to um just replace. I don't think they would need to call up an outfielder. Um, but well, I, I guess the that. guys that I would be looking at would be, I mean, obviously they could call, you know, Barrio, um, and kind of shuffle guys around. Uh, but it, it's probably the, the Aleo Lopez calling him back up. He could come back up if he's replacing an injury, um, or Max Schrock, um, uh, both of the guys hitting well at, at, at triple and, um, uh, or maybe you could go a little deeper down and, uh, Logan Morrison, uh, yeah. Um, I think he's still on the rosters. I don't know. That's probably probably like the Max, guys. Isn't Maxwell Smith on the Louisville team too? Yeah, but he's um like Logan Morrison was always on my MLB the show team somehow. Like yeah. I didn't have <laughs> it was money like the free card by but... somebody else. Yeah. Malik Smith has a 553 OPS right now Whoa. at uh AAA. So uh Whoa. he would not be on my radar at the moment. No. Um but yeah, I mean again. And I, I said earlier, I, you know, I, I think, it, you know, it, it's, it, it's gotta be a Kino. I don't, you, you play him until he shows you otherwise um, at this point. So I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I mentioned TJ Friedel earlier. That's the only outfielder I can really see, but that involves a 40 man roster move. So. Yeah. Um, uh, Adam uh, corrected me uh, cause I'm, I'm wrong. As always, uh, Reyes didn't start that inning in uh, in Chicago uh, or against the Cubs. I don't know. I think it was, think it was at Bush Stadium, which makes it better. But Alex Reyes did not start that inning, Carlos, so he didn't give up all the runs, but he was uh, at the end of it. Mm. Um, wow, can we man. all say that uh, then there was – can we all say the Jeff Hoffman experience is over? You know, again, I, I think we kind of covered that. I, it, it doesn't um, – yeah, he, he might have to start again, and I don't – yeah, it's flipping a coin, really, at um, yeah. at, at this point. Um, but, yeah, just okay, I guess it's kind of – a lot of it were just kind of comments in here. Sorry. Just How about win some games that he's not starting, so if he does start, it's not the end of the world like it was today? Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, look, we're looking at, you know, a potential start against, against the Cubs. I know, you know, um, they could have – they could – they could have several guys traded by the 27th would be when he would line up again. I mean, they could have some guys traded by then. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be not playing guys like Bryant. They've taken him out of the lineup. So, you know, it could be a, a, a fortuitous lineup, you know, to face. So um, yeah. that's what it is. Uh, pretty much everything else we had was more just, um, um, just kind of comments and stuff. Not, not really any, any additional. Questions. German Mercedes retired. What? Yeah. What? For real? Yeah. I mean, he said it's over on an Instagram post. Huh. 
First of all, I want to thank God for giving me the life of fans. Without them, I was nothing to my family for understanding. Blah, 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 blah. Not feeling the decision then. Late night Red Sox breaking news. Yeah. Uh, damn. Carlos. Uh, Arkin Rosenthal. Over. It's over. He'll be back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tony LaRus is your manager. I'd hang it up too. Yeah, no kidding. Well, Let me ask you guys this before we potentially close out. Did you have an issue Saturday? I saw a lot of people were mad about this. I didn't necessarily have an issue with it. Did you have an issue with Lorenzen playing in the outfield after he pitched Saturday? No. I didn't either. What he does. And he got injured a light jog home. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe you can have a case if he's diving for a ball and he gets hurt. Come on. Like, he's been doing that his whole career. I don't think he's ever got hurt on the offensive side of the ball. It's a fluke thing that happened. I mean, come yeah. on. And unless you were complaining when he came in the game before that happened, you're just a you're just a turd. And speaking of turds, Adrian Hauser is a giant turd. Yes, and we need to say it. I hope he's listening to this podcast. I don't like <laughs> you. I, I, I hope you step in dog poop. Just Stop hitting guys. Why? Yeah. Why hope, do you have to keep hitting guys? I hope you stub your toe and bend your nail. Yeah. Like just, this yeah. year's Ryan Madsen. <laughs> oh. yeah. Madsen was worse. I mean, Madsen was definitely intentional. I mean, House was intentional. Just you don't throw inside if you can't throw inside. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I did, I mean, I was there. I had fun with it. And like obviously, like, you know, it was a good, you know, with what did the situation was. Of course I did, Carlos, because I love it. It's the oh, best. You, well, you look a little pale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we had Trent on. It's the first one we've, person we've had on the show that has a better beard than me. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't have an issue with it. I thought it was, you know, I thought it made a lot of sense, especially you got to think without Castellanos. And at that point, Akiyama was taken out of the game. So, it was like, whatever. Like, go with it. It was just weird when I had to see Mike Freeman play center field because they had used all their outfielders in the game because they went to extras. But what can you do? Mike Freeman has played center field before. He he, he can play every position except catcher. So that's yeah, I his, saw that. Uh, his value to I, I, the team. <laughs> I noticed you said that through your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So the next time we have a show will be right before the trade deadline. So that could be interesting. Live after a Cubs game. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Please tell me a late one. Oh, no, no, no. Hoffman pitches Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping we were going live live right after Hoffman. Let's do a live show while Hoffman pitches. Live stream. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. I'll be be at Saturday's game with uh, Jake Woodruff pitching, so – it's a shame Castellanos won't be there, but hopefully someone else can put him in his place. Yeah, just just him on the bench. I mean, I feel like that's enough. Yeah, enough terror for the young man to, uh, um, you know, throw a throw a meatball to to Aristides. Freaking MLB uses it on a promo, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, I did love whenever Manfred was getting booed and he didn't like it at all. <laughs> and the uh, um draft did you notice that at all did you watch it yeah yeah he got booted the uh the world series really bad and there was like half capacity too and it was it it was uh yeah it was it was rough he didn't like it at all 
yeah i don't i mean you know like pretty soon i'm sure he'll have something with the shift where it's like you know you can only stand in this square and you can only go to the corners of said square and like that's probably where we're heading with him like running the show right now so mm. what can you do um but yeah that's so yeah next week we uh we going late late night reds talk live we um, um we we hope we're having a really really cool guest uh, i don't want to announce it yet because still uh uh making sure but we're we'll, we'll announce it if, if if it's a done deal for sure um uh, but yeah you guys will definitely uh definitely. oh johnny bench said he was gonna come on yeah he was like <laughs> i had so much fun in the booth he's gonna come on for a a estimated start time of 11 o'clock uh probably like <laughs> best part was the inning he goes well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great all right lastly lastly hey reds fans enjoy the day off tomorrow you earned it it's not over six and a half it's not 12 and a half there, there's still two months to play a lot of games left it can it can flip on a dime. Remember, the Reds were seven behind the Brewers. They got back to four. They got you all excited. It could happen again in a week. So stay patient. Yes. Break your heart later. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, hopefully the Brewers break some hearts, you know. I think it's it's their time to do some heartbreaking. Yeah, well, Milwaukee, let's break that championship. You, you got a title. We don't. You don't need any more. Like, stand down. Stand yes. down exactly so yeah we're gonna go ahead and we'll close this one out thank you all for tuning in like we say each and every week hey if you haven't given a chance done an apple podcast review for us yet please do it's a few seconds of your time just that nice solid five stars goes a long way so we can be recognized in the algorithm of the apple podcast which is i'm still trying to figure that thing out because if you type in late night we pop up but we're behind like seth myers that's understandable craig kilborn or what's his name james corden that's not Sorry. acceptable that's not acceptable yeah yeah, don't put us behind James Corden. That guy's not funny. So um, thank you all again for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah, so hopefully we're talking about the Red Lakes picking up some games from the Cardinals and Cubs. And you all have a great night. Enjoy the series and go Red Lakes. See you. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.